Hey there, this is Ed Tannend and you're listening to the Erratic Control Podcast. This week's episode is with Fran Demek, uh, also known as Francesca's Word Salad. And this is the first two-parter episode of um, Erratic Control because we talked for quite some length. The total runtime of the interview before I cut bits out was three hours. So you can kind of see why this is in two parts. Fran is a multi-talented, multi-band, multilingual, uh, creative musician, writer, etc., etc., from Cardiff, and I was kind of really glad to have her included on the podcast. And obviously, we had a lot to talk about, and I really enjoyed listening back to this. I hope you enjoy it as well. Again, very, very long, but I think what we talked about was pretty important. I do want to preface this podcast; uh, it's in the description as well that I will put a trigger warning on this because we did talk about some quite uh, difficult issues like sexual assault, rape culture and suicide. So just be aware of that. But otherwise, enjoy the podcast. I was well jealous of everyone there. Spent did fuck all this weekend. And mm. I was just like, it's kind of nice to do fuck all as well. Yeah, the thing but... is though, I like... I mean, I've been a couple of times now. I think this year was like the year it kind of... Because last year was rammed, but it was kind of... They didn't have too many issues except for the fire, obviously. But that wasn't anything they could have helped, really. But this year was lots of people who wouldn't, not like, not that you wouldn't expect at Boomtown, but like kind of too many of one sort of people. Yeah. Kind of like the people going there for people? the dance music. Oh. And not really very hippie. Really? Yeah. Mm. So kind of more people who like just go to drum and bass nights or like whatever nights like there's nothing wrong with those people it's not very boomtown <laughs> but it's not i'm not i'm not i'm not i'm saying there's nothing wrong with those people like i'm just like it was just weird it was like you know you I get know you mean, yeah. people dressed up and then you just get people like walking around in tracksuits it's just like... full of north wheeling t- uh, chavs and i don't is it that. yeah that's weird it's horrible I hate festival number six. My sister's friend like comes from Port Marion. Mm. She hates it because it like it's an absolute like just turns her hometown into a tourist trap. Yeah, it's like it's, like it's kind of like the same way I felt about Cardiff and the Champions League. Like they completely eviscerated all the culture in Cardiff. Like there was nothing about Cardiff. It wasn't a Cardiff event. It was a yeah. They'd put on an event in Cardiff. Like yeah. Cardiff had no identity during it. It could have been anywhere in the UK. No, I know. I, I escaped to Blue Lagoon. So. Yeah, you're lucky. Yeah. Like, you know, it just like t- totally turned Cardiff into a like homogenized and like. Yeah, they, they took away that graffiti wall thing. Yeah, they they've like, they've put it back. They're gonna put it back now. Like, yeah, I don't know I when heard they're that. gonna do it. It's like you go to Bristol, and it's like that city's got such an identity, even though you know they they've had people coming and yeah. trying. But when you go to it. Bristol, I find people there. You say you're from Cardiff, and they're like. Uh, why do you live in Cardiff for shit there? And it always really upsets me. Yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah, Bristol's all right. You know, we've got loads of cool stuff, but people, I don't really tend to <laughs> like so much. I feel, yeah. I feel really unsafe, like it's host- quite hostile yeah. as well in Bristol. And actually, I've started to feel a bit like that in Cardiff recently. Never felt unsafe in Cardiff till oh. the, the last year or so. I think there's certain places which I will, f- I feel less safe in Cardiff than than others definitely like but I've always kind of there's always been that under underlining hostility that I find in Cardiff like since I started really experiencing that kind of seedy underbelly of it like well I don't know because I was brought up in Cardiff yeah right? so like I was brought up in the same way as 
all the people in Cardiff are, I guess. Yeah. Sort of used to the, like I was a mosher when yeah. I was a teenager yeah. and used to get shouted at stinking washer and all sorts of names which I sound racist but like I think it's changed like it used to be more um like horrible but friendly <laughs> yeah <laughs> but now it's just horrible like those those kind of people that would if you looked at the wrong way they'd be really angry at you if you looked at them the right way they'd be like oh right mate and now yeah. there isn't that second half of it I mean because I, I grew up in Cardiff as well and it was like that thing about everyone being able to come together and enjoy an event yeah like, well I've never had only the like the last year or so I've felt really unsafe as a woman being around mm. like so Women B Street has always been like just like the place you go and you're, yeah. you're not full of all the people from St Mary's Street who grab you and you know <laughs> do all that and um, grind against you when you're dancing but recently that's been happening in Women B Street to me loads which is horrible yeah and that, that's that's more of a recent thing for for me maybe it's always happened but also like walking down St Mary Street on my way to the taxi the other night just getting stalked by blokes like four different guys it's going oh, I love what you're doing oh where are you going why are you on your own where's your boyfriend and all this stuff I, I don't want to talk to you and I'm like well, are we mm. being rude for like I just do not want to talk to strangers on the street at four in the morning I'm trying to go home that seems to be getting worse and I remember getting in on Saturday night. I was quite drunk and I was like, right, I'm done with town. Yeah. I'm not going to town ever again. I much prefer house parties and just staying in. And then I thought, shit, why am I saying I'm done with town? That's like them like chasing that. me out it's, of Yeah, it's them winning, like isn't it? It's yeah. like you can't. The thing, I think what you say about Wembley Street, I think, I think that's probably to do with the fact that it's become more popular now, do you yeah. reckon? Because like the whole Save Wembley Street thing, I think it's like... You know, it's much, much busier in the moon and in, in club and in those bars now since the whole same moment. Do you reckon thing. it's also because the vibe slightly changed with Dempsey's changing and that maybe could be like it as well. Revs being on there? Is it well, Revs? Yeah, it Revs, Revs. Well, Revs has been there for a while now and like um, there's been some issues with them kicking people out around the back rather than around the front. Yeah. Um, you might be right with like the whole Dempsey's being closed as well because that does attract a different crowd, but I haven't bumped into people i guess i haven't been around that part of it because i'm yeah. going to kind of avoid that well it's it's i love going out to the moon and yeah. the club and you know and i just love hanging out you know in the in the street yeah, between exactly. the clubs and meeting those people but then you've got to feel safe as well <laughs> i guess maybe like... to be fair though like what happened on saturday there was a guy and he like grabbed my friend's boob and I had a massive go at him. And they were just sort of stood... We were dancing in a circle. And these guys were just stood around us. Like, <laughs> it was like vultures waiting for... Yeah, that's like... But, that's the kind of thing you expect to see in yeah, other clubs. I know. Stuff, but know. I was just like, what's going on? But to be fair... The bouncer in the moon was amazing. He, yeah. I think he clocked it. Like, none of us said anything to him. Mm. He clocked it. And he come over and he just stood by them. <laughs> and they and they were just sort of looking at him. Yeah. And he wasn't saying anything. He was just... Because they hadn't done anything. They were just stood there. But I think th that made me feel like a lot more safe mm. having that. And knowing you can just say to any of the, the staff... I think you get people... you get a lot better reception from, from the bouncers in... Wembley Street than you would. Oh yeah, they're elsewhere. lovely. Yeah, and they yeah, kind of there's cool. certain kind of you know, crew of them that are all better in Wembley Street because they don't deal with as many shit people. I think. Yeah. Um, maybe 
that sounds like I'm being horrible about the moon. I wasn't. I no, 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 exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like you wouldn't. But that's the thing. Like no, it's it's you wouldn't expect it at the moon. Yeah. Like, and it was weird at that, you know, because I saw you at that that women event last week. It's <laughs> like ages ago. <laughs> that now. women yeah, event. Yeah, yeah, that 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 women event. You the, mean the um, celebrating women and girls? Yeah, yeah, that in women event. So I was thinking of the organisation, the women event, but, but the <laughs> women organisation in in Cardiff is literally called Women in South Wales, but it's actually it wasn't aimed to do with that. Funnily enough, but. Um, <laughs> The women event, sorry. That's, that's really <laughs> you know what I mean? Women in music event. Um, yeah, which uh, I played at. Yeah, yeah. And, On Monday. That, yeah, yeah, Yay. yeah. <laughs> but that was... That I was, opened the whole thing. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, you started it. You I kicked did. it off. I um, started it. Uh, <laughs> but that was weird because towards the end of your set, there was a, like, you were singing like the, the songs you sing, which are a little bit risque. But like, yeah. to say the least, but like, but in a, in a completely playful way, but like, and then there was like a guy or two there that was just not on the same wavelength. Oh yeah. Heckling me. Yeah. And it was like, oh, it's a woman singing bawdy songs. And it's like, yeah, yeah. sharp. <laughs> like it's got nothing to do with I you, quite mate. like it when they heckle me when <laughs> I couldn't, but I couldn't hear what they were saying because they were right yeah, at the back of the yeah, bar. Yeah. But I quite like it. They were just making noises, I... weren't they? Really? Yeah, oh, you mean the bird song? Where yeah, sing yeah. About, yeah. But they were like, they were, they didn't get the fact that I think they've, they've at first they thought like <laughs> they were being funny and like it wasn't you being funny. It was like they didn't. I think at first they didn't realize you were doing it on purpose. Oh, oh, like right, when I was sick because it's a song about birds. Right? Yeah, yeah, And I say like tits and yeah, babies. Yeah. Like what they thought. <laughs> they thought you genuinely were just singing a song about birds. Yeah. <laughs> I think they clocked it like later on, but like. Yeah, like they and kind that's of. That's why my songs are genius. Yeah, I like and the fact you were like, I play that song to kids. I was like, that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Like, uh, yeah. I played the dandelion song to kids. Yeah, recently. exactly. That's... That that's the one you said, and I was like, God, that's so funny because, like, genuinely, <laughs> like, it's just our our minds that interpret that song. There's like, you know, you can kind of put something in a different context if you like put it in front of. Yeah. And I, I think that's really cool. Well, like, I clearly state at the beginning of the song, you are a delicious dandelion. <laughs> Which but it's is not metaf- it's not a metaphor. It's literal. <laughs> the whole song is literal. I look at you and I want to blow your head. Let me caress your lovely long stem. It's all but yeah, about it's a dandelion. Like, yeah, yeah. And if you take it otherwise, then that's in your head, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> But it, I mean, you were doing slight pauses before the, the punchlines of the line. So it does kind of give it away a little bit. But I think if you sang it completely straight, yeah, you could get away with yeah. it and just be like, okay, people would be like, give you that. people would be like, is this, am I interpreting this in the wrong way or is it like? <laughs> but no, I did really enjoy it. And I was kind of like, I was really hung over though, so I couldn't like. Be, well, have you ever heard any like songs from like the 1920s and 30s where they do that loads? Like, yeah, because they couldn't they couldn't sing songs. Yeah. Like they did. yeah, and they were just like you kind of listen back and you go, oh, that was kind of full. But even like, um, so I love those songs. That's why I write sort of similar style. But it's interesting because like <laughs> pop pop music from like the nineties, from like when I was a kid, like you listen back to those songs, and you go, oh, those are really sexual. But like as a kid, you didn't know you didn't you didn't know what that meant. So like. One of the like a really famous example is the Spice Girls song "To Become One." Oh yeah, which is all about sex. Loads of their songs are all about yeah, sex. Yeah, but it's like <laughs> their main fan base for like 
preteen girls and they just wouldn't get any of that so it's like yeah, they could just kind it's quite of... sick really isn't it no it's not it's not <laughs> it's not it's like it's fine i guess i don't know well i remember that because i'm a bit older than you and when i was i remember when i was really little that song i'm too sexy for my shit yeah came out and like yeah that's quite sexy mm. but <laughs> for me like, it was silly, for me but... it was sex on the beach wanna have oh, sex yeah. on the beach which is like Come on, move your bed. Which is like literal. Or like, I'm horny. Yeah, uh, do you know what? I don't think I even thought about what sex was. No, I know, but like, there's a certain point where you go, oh, I know what this is now. Like, it's. Uh, Something it's, grown ups do, that's disgusting. Uh, it's like, yeah. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> I remember, I think it's like, I really hope my parents know this is a podcast because I'm about to go. But it's like, um, oh God, you're going to tell me an embarrassing parents having sex story. No, no, no. Oh, oh God, no, no. That's no. Um, I remember being in like in high school and uh, like reading, you know, literally like reading. Um, the science book and there's like the section oh, yeah. on sex and then you go it 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 like a sentence is like this uh it was like so vague about it because obviously it's like a school book and they can't be like but like the idea is that they should be like d- yeah. i know i know i know they should be yeah exactly it's like it's ridiculous like when i when it kind of when i found out about it, it blew my mind i was like oh hang on what this makes total sense now and like but it was it was basically like the it was like one sentence it was, it was like about the fact that people have pleasure from sex. Oh, yeah. And I didn't know that was a thing until I read no, that in that I... book. And then I was like, oh, oh, like, because it didn't even occur to me, like, as a, as a kid when, like, you'd, you'd have, like, teachers talking about, like, sex ed and, like, condoms yeah, yeah. and stuff. I remember like, my friend had, like, hippie parents and she was, like, the authority on everything. Cause yeah. <laughs> they told oh, yeah, her everything. Yeah. And we'd just gather around and she'd tell us. And I remember we were about eight or nine and she said, oh, I asked my mum what it is. And she said, it's um, two people enjoying each other's bodies. And we were like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> and put- I, I remember thinking at the time, oh, it's about enjoying each other's bodies. Mm. Why would you do that? <laughs> yeah, but it's like, like but to body. me, but to me, like sex until I was like twelve or thirteen was about literally having kids. Like, yeah, that's yeah, like all same. I thought it was for. That's what I thought as well. Yeah. So it blew my mind as but well. It's when like, her, but it's that. like that's such a kind of weirdly kind of inherently Christian way of like because yeah. that's like you know it's a Christian it's quite kind an of religious thing. It's like there's there's no, but I didn't have a religious upbringing. But that still was like because it's so inherently that's what religion teaches about sex it's only for having kids nothing to do with like yeah but then you're watching films and stuff yeah i thought i thought like click yeah no i think the same with me actually i think kissing always seemed like romantic and lovely and that i remember like one of the the questions in sex sex ed was like why are they kissing when they're having sex it's like oh because it just makes it nicer it's like (laughs) you just just didn't get it it was just like why why would you why would you have yeah it's just but it's yeah Yeah, just like drumming doing more than one thing at once <laughs> I guess. Well, you know, yeah. yeah, like having to use more than one part of your body mm. at one time. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, what let's, I'm on about. let's steer Sorry. the conversation away quickly <laughs> from wherever that was going. <laughs> well, I think in a drummers, you know, you've got to use your feet, your hands. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I yeah, I get it. Kissing while yeah. building is. <laughs> I don't yeah. even know how we got onto I this don't know either. conversation. Yeah. That's quite funny. It's like that's, I didn't even realise we'd started recording. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's like, that's, like that's oh. always the yeah. Like I said before we started recording, it's like that's the kind of thing I always have to mention is that oh, sometimes I let it just record because 
it's just you just get into a conversation more yeah. naturally and then and then it's like again that's probably that's now like the sixteenth time I've said that, but it's, like, <laughs> it's fine. At least like yeah, and like I've said it on the podcast before, like I've I've done it once or twice before like, oh, can can you not do that? <laughs> I was like, oh sorry, that's kinda of like how it works. Yeah. But yeah, it's just a warning to anyone else who's out who's gonna listen to this podcast. It's like yeah, I do record, start recording early on. Yeah, like, it tricked me. It's like, but if they, if you say anything like personal, I wouldn't put it in there. But it's like, it's just. I wouldn't care. I'm always saying personal. I know. Stuff. I know. I was saying this before we start. <laughs> I say way too much. I put it all in my songs as well. Mm. Actually, that's good. Though. <laughs> I like. I I really I prefer music that kind of doesn't beat around the bush. Like, because <laughs> it's like it's. It's just you know it's more honest and it's like and I always connect with that more. It's like if you're writing songs that are just really vague, it's kind of like yeah, yeah Every, my, everyone can do that. I guess I just turn everything like I do in my general life. Actually, is just if there's something that's a bit annoying or bad, I just turn it into a massive joke and then you can deal with it better. Which is what a lot of my songs. That was are like, like that <laughs> song you did that was just you and the the backing track was really really good. Oh uh, yeah, yeah yeah. Oh my god yeah. And then I got really angry after it. Did it, had a bit of a rant. So that That's song fine. was about um, yeah. people like when you're in a club, and oh, we mentioned this earlier about all these flipping turds coming up to you, yeah. putting their hands around your waist, trying to dance with you. Oh my god! Just, and the song can, is this a family podcast or what? Yeah, right, no, you can, no, it's, no, it's uh, not. The pod, song's it's called not podcast, yeah. <laughs> "Fuck Off and Dance with Your Own Mates." Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, it's just all about. It's based, and I said this is based on a true story <laughs> that happens every fucking weekend, yeah, yeah, every yeah. time we go out. But that, that was a really yeah. good place to do that song as well. <laughs> Adwise were on afterwards, and then like all, yeah, because Adwise and then Chroma were playing that night, and Adwise oh, got a song. Yeah, Adwise yeah. got a song um, called "Femme," I think it is. And that's literally like all the lyrics are about feminism and like yeah, like, it's a fucking wicked song and like like Adam Warren like had it on his radio show a couple of weeks ago and played it twice. He's like he's like <laughs> in one show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, I love Adam. He, yeah, it's like such a John Peel thing to do. It's like yeah, I, yeah. You can't really get away with that. But he's like, I'm gonna great. play it again. Yeah, and they were really cool. And then like um and then Chroma played one of their new songs and that was all about like um it calls girls girls talk. Yeah. And like. And it was, that was really cool. I was like, yes. Well, yes. I that night I just well I'd been at uh, yeah, True Fest been at True all Fest. weekend. Yeah. <laughs> and like you had been there all weekend, and I'd been there for one day, and we both yeah. were about as fucked. I was wrecked, like... and I was thinking, I don't know how I'm going to play yeah. to begin with, but I don't know if I can stay and watch the bands. Mm. And but I I was just, like, this we, is awesome. I'm going to stay. We here. sat there. Yeah, which we, I kind of felt guilty about, but like at least we were like listening to it. Usually we like I just don't sit down at gigs. It's like it feels like really rude, but it's like no, we had to sit down. Like, we were just like, uh. cross-legged, like yeah. I like I got home cider. and like like watched like watched looked at how much gin I had drunk that day, and I was like, <laughs> I usually drink that in like two weeks. Like I don't understand what happened. It was just like well, I went I, upstairs to bootleggers afterwards, and um, there was. Um, a lady I know who's an amazing jazz singer, mm. um, Jane, was performing up there. So, yeah, I thought, I'm not going home now, I'm out. Mm. <laughs> when drinking with um, the manager of the Andrew Buchan <laughs> <laughs> and her stayed out really late. That's cool. I even actually gate crashed because she uh, had my guitar and stuff. Yeah. She had a little break and I just... Did you? Yeah, I was That's like, can cool. I play some songs, go cool, my stuff? Yeah, go for it. That was cool. 
Yeah, like yeah. bootleggers, interesting. Like, um, I think Railroad Bill playing bootleggers. Oh, cool. Yeah. I've and asked like, if Inca can play there. Yeah. I, it's because they're doing it at a hub. So, like, it's interesting. I saw this band called Sock play there. Sock? Yeah. Cool. They're really good. They're playing hub and, like, they're kind of like, I thought they were like instrumental, but they, they've got vocals as well. But it's kind of quite just interest. It's like an interesting band that's really hard to describe. And I think that's what yeah, makes them so, so good. That's not a very good dis- yeah, description yeah, of music. Yeah, it's like an interesting, interesting. band. Was um, it jazz? Is it yeah, pop? yeah. Is so it it's rock? like, it's kind of like a amalgamation of a lot of things oh. like jazz and like, but it's like just dudes on guitars and like, unfortunately it's just dudes. But like, I thought I kind of, it's weird like how you, how you find music these days. I found it on someone's Instagram story. Oh, they were, like cool. playing a house party and then we I got invited to this this show at the bootleg and I was like, Yeah, I'll go to that. And cool. it was like it was really, really good and I was like, Oh, this is cool. I never so. look at Instagram, I just post on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's interesting to kinda of like it's weird how like we've just turned all our lives into a public story now. Yeah. Like, well yeah. with my Instagram I joined when no one was really using it. Well, new one that I knew anyway. Yeah. And I just thought, oh, this is a good way of... Because I thought I wanted to like have an archive of all the bands that I've ever watched. Mm. Because I watch a lot, as you do as well. Mm. And just thought, I'm going to... I just forget who I've seen. So I thought, <laughs> right, I'll just use my Instagram for that. And so I did. And now there's just like thousands of photos. It's great. And it's literally just bands I watched, nothing else. And now I'm a bit like, oh, now everyone's using Instagram for all this cool stuff. And taking pictures of their lives and but, it's, but it, i'm like really funny about it. like i could only have pictures of bands that i watch cool. I, I really, comedians and theaters i really like it because it's like it means just it's like a theme. you can see who's playing what and like and how they like the, it's like really it's almost kind of quite helpful for me cause it's Is like, it? yeah oh, being like being like oh that's happening there they're playing that and like well i've started to take more pride in the pictures actually because lots of bands are actually been using yeah, them. Yeah, like Junior Bill used them. Yeah, yeah Junior <laughs> like, Bill used them loads, yeah. It's like, it's like, oh, Francie, I know I'll get a photo. I'll just worry <laughs> about it. <laughs> yeah, and at first, like, I didn't really give a shit. I'd just take blurry pictures and post them up because yeah. it was literally just, right, this, like, a record, like, taking mm. a photo of a receipt or something. But now I'm a bit more like, oh. Yeah, no, it's like the, the photo you took at TrueFest was really good because you got every single person in it, which is really Oh, yeah, hard to I do. have standards. Yeah, yeah. I've got to have every single person in as few blurs as possible which is yeah. hard because everyone jumps around on stage but i often manage it the other thing is um if there's like brass players or anyone like that they've mm. got to be actually playing their instrument in All the right. photo so which was with afro cluster i was like right okay because yeah. i i didn't want to <laughs> have like because it was like the um the brass players and there was two me rapping and yeah. i thought i want to wait for a time when they're both playing <laughs> Because I didn't want it to be like, Toomey's just stood there yeah. and they're blowing. Yeah. And then the other way around or Toomey's like yeah, yeah, yeah. going hell for leather on the mic yeah, and then like, they're just stood there. Yeah. I can't remember if I managed it. I tried. That's, that's <laughs> a difficult concept, especially as someone who used to take photos at gigs like that. just seems like, yeah, like the idea of doing that on your phone. <laughs> like, But yeah, it's, it's really cool to kind of like have a thing that your Instagram does like. I'm just, always amazed that people follow me and like all my stuff yeah. as well. Because I'm like, why does he all care who I've seen? <laughs> it's, but no, it's like, it's like, I don't know. It's just like, it's just nice. Oh, it's just cool. nice to see like, and like to know that music still happens, especially when you're sat at home, like, oh, like, is it, is it all worth it? Yeah, we're, <laughs> what gig's Fran at now? I'm 
Yeah, but it's like it's, sometimes you like he's kind of. It's <laughs> I'm becoming aware recently, like in the last month or so, that I work in the music industry now, which is really strange. <laughs> like if you told me that like a year ago, I'd be like, no, nah, I don't really. I gave like, you your first paid job in the music yeah, industry. Yeah. Didn't <laughs> <you>? <laughs> Yeah. I'm proud um, of that. Uh, I made you who you are, Ed. <laughs> thanks, Brad. No, you you did. <laughs> no, thank you. No, no, it's like it's always good to have like that first step, definitely. But um but yeah, it's I'm like, not really taking any credit for it. <laughs> I dunno. I think if any if I think if anyone else had kind of watched me do that job that night, they wouldn't have hired me again. <laughs> it was so bad. It was so, to me it felt like such a mess. Like but, No, I was aware of the uh, look, the Ooh. the situation was a lot out of your control. And, yeah, it was. Kind and of actually, like... you were great because you were really calm. And was I? I didn't yeah, feel very calm. No, you were. You yeah. were. And I, I was just kind of like, well, I'll more... go deal with it. Yeah. What was it? It was a gig in four bars upstairs, mm. wasn't it? And it was. Um, I think you just got the PA. Yeah. And like, there was no more. It was temporary. Yeah. So like, I was literally running all the cables from like the desk to the stage. That's right. And it was yeah. Albatross Archive and Maddie Jones. Which yeah. is weird because it was like, because that was Maddie Jones before anyone knew, knew who Maddie Jones was. It was like, <laughs> well, I don't know. Like, she'd been playing for a couple yeah. of years, but like, like that was the first time I'd ever heard was, of Was her. Kizzy on that one as well? No, that no, was that later was on. One. Oh, that was. Do you remember that? I do. Oh, oh my God. That was so awful. Wasn't that it? was my fault. It wasn't. Was it? No, well, it wasn't. It was let's just explain what happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was nothing to do with Kizzy. <laughs> no, yeah, it was basically, right. we booked her. Uh, I didn't know at the time she was, what, 17? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there was a law that she wasn't allowed to play and she managed to get loads of her friends. No, she was, she come, played. Yeah, but... But what, her friends couldn't stay to watch her. Her friends couldn't come yeah. and watch. And she was really upset. And I was I was really upset. I didn't know what to do. I was an inexperienced promoter at the time. What was it, five years ago? Six oh, years God. ago? Uh, 2013. What's it now? <laughs> 17. so four years ago, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but then after that, I was like, always ask people how old they are. Yeah, she was amazing. She yeah, she that was, was so that professional was and she was still really played. really good. She was a bit, just a bit upset her friends couldn't come see her, and it was like, I know, oh. bless her. But it's yeah, it's kind she of was great. There's this this thing about like eighteen plus venues, but it's like it's essentially at the end of the day, Dempsey's is a pub. Like was Dempsey's was. was. Oh, it's Dempsey's. Not, no. oh God. Rest um, in peace. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's have, you, have you seen what inside of Dempsey's looks like now? <laughs> no. Should I? It's horrible. I think I've heard you mention this before. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I said it on the podcast. It's like they ripped out the floor of upstairs and it's like four screens and they're like a balcony. It's just like, it's oh, not even dude. Dempsey's. It's not even like, you can't even recognise it as Dempsey's anymore, which is probably like a good thing, I guess. But like, ugh. Oh, anyway. Well. Things change. Things <sighs> It's depressing. Anyway, yeah, but that... I that, spent a lot of time in Dempsey's. <laughs> yeah, we both did. Like, yeah. it was it was strange how, like, how, how much I learned there. It's where you cut your teeth. It's where I, it's where I cut my teeth. It's where I, yeah, yeah. cut a lot of things. <laughs> I don't know. It was funny. It was oh, do like, you know what? Some of my best gigs I've played, I've played in there. Yeah. And, and worst gigs, actually. Yeah, some of the best I gigs remember, and the worst gigs I've done sound oh, no, for. I don't even want to say about that story. <laughs> I remember some like <laughs> some amazing bands in there. Yeah. And some yeah. terrible, terrible bands in there. Oh my god, that band blew my mind from the Isle of Wight. Uh Mermaids? Plastic Mermaids? Is that what they're called? I don't know. I don't think I did I that. I think one. It, oh my god. I just that's like a big big memory. I remember them setting up and they were 
they had like all of this really hipster looking equipment <laughs> and I just thought I am not gonna like this yeah and I, and I got chatting to someone so held up leaving and um then they started and I was like shit in Nora yeah. and I had to just stay and watch it all it was amazing Plastic Mermaids I think they were called some really interesting shows there like and then some really just dead ones and like but I, I, it was it was odd because when when I first started when we first started doing shows there we'd like tell people gigs were on there and they were like what is that because like because it was so brand new that people like didn't even realise it was a venue for ages yeah. and like and then you know I remember well it wasn't new we'd been running for as a jazz venue for yeah 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 that. but like and, four bars and, four bars as a venue wasn't a thing for a long time yeah it was well, upstairs we, at Dempsey's we um. Because when Fizzy took over, because I yeah. used to work for Fizzy, I like we sort of rebranded it and brought the old name back in and got loads of logos made and mm. stuff like that. And do you know what? I set up the Facebook page for it and everything, and I've still oh I shouldn't say that I've still <laughs> got all the I've still the got all the admins yeah. and everything. But it's still, like, but I don't know what I'm gonna do. Yeah, with you it, can't do anything with it because it's just like it's a kind of thing that's not a thing Brains anymore. Won't kick me off now yeah they're not gonna listen nah to it, so. they don't, <laughs> I don't it's, it's it's just sad like i mean yeah and it was like it was a space more than a venue that was a thing because you could you'd like the pa wasn't permanent and you could put in a new pa and like but that's what made it cool as well because they you could use it as like for like it didn't have a stage so there was yeah. room for like the lindy hop classes and all of that you know what are they called fabulous is that what they're called yeah yeah and like I remember coming in after one of those nights and it was just just mental. It was like it's yeah. just it just seemed like it was just a ridiculous night in there. But it's like and it had it was so kind of diverse, the kind of crowds like the gigs you'd get and the crowds you'd get in there. It's like yeah. you know, one week I'd be doing kind of like a really left field kind of in, instrumental night and then the week later I'd be doing like Valley's Rock. And I'd be like, be like <laughs> oh, that's really strange, but like it was Yeah, fun. that's what was cool about it. Yeah. And like um so um, I was more involved at the beginning and then got less involved. Um, and Liz and Adam did, like, everything, I guess, and, and Seth. And and they booked amazing stuff. Yeah. But I sort of only was doing stuff at the very beginning. Yeah. I remember, oh, you mentioned on your podcast the Radiohead. Yeah. Like, that, I put that on. That was so good that night. <laughs> it was I was amazing. just like, that was so, so cool. Fun. And it was like, yeah, um... Yeah, that was, I really that was like one of those examples. And there was like, there was another one that was like, there was like an all day thing, which um, I think because I just went down to it. Was because... it Don's Le Bonk that I put on? That... I think so, yeah. Yeah, and I was, was trying like... to make a, a joke because it was a bank holiday. Yeah. And I remember in French in school, everyone, we used to all go, ah, Don's Le Bonk, ah. <laughs> <laughs> in the bank. <laughs> <laughs> and I, so... yeah, I think I remember it being called that until, like, it's something about holiday whatever it's got, it's got a couple of cool that was me but, thinking yeah. it was funny and then organising like yeah I think I named it and booked some of the bands and like uh, Adam did a lot of it and was Liz working with us then? I don't I can't remember I, I, was, I swear Loz was, like, was as well I think yeah so yeah. Loz yeah Loz was there but it was like was I, so I think ago, it was like Kizzy and then Lawrence Made Me Cry was playing it. oh yeah um, but that was like so we'd seen Kizzy do that show like where I was like mixing side of stage it was really <laughs> weird but like and she was just like playing an acoustic guitar then and then she came back and it was like it must have been like a month later and she'd learned how to do loop pedals 
Yeah, she's astonishing. She's yeah, and it was I've like had a, a month. New pedal two years, and I'm it, still. It was like it. a month later, and she was flawless at it and it was yeah. like it was mind-blowing you like you thought she was really talented before and then she came back to do this loop pedal stuff and you're like that's not even fair i <laughs> like, know and then i remember driving around cardiff and hearing her on radio four or something and yeah. being like oh my god yeah. she's amazing she's just like oh yeah big big respect and i work as a subtitler as well for tv like yeah. uh, freelance and i subtitled um so she got to go to Scotland, I think it was, or Ireland for some festival, and she presented the programme, and it was brilliant. I was like, oh, yeah. she's so cool. It's like, no, it's like, <laughs> the thing is, dog. like, the thing is, like, she was already, like, quite big in Moose, like, at that, like, yeah. even, like even before we we knew her, so, like, you can't, you know, put it all down to Cardiff stuff going on, which is quite cool, like, the fact you don't need to do loads of stuff in Cardiff to get big... But it does help. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Does it? There's those people who are big in Cardiff and then don't. Oh, I know, but like, <laughs> I mean, in in Wales in general, I'm not. I'm not even on yeah. about like. Oh no, I don't the... think her success is down to her appearing in Cardiff. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what I mean. It's down yeah. to her just being awesome, being really, really good. But it's, and people, like, I think, kind of like you know, yeah. you know, you can be really, really good and not get heard. And I think you know, it's, it's a lot. It's not just down to. I don't know. I just think a lot of people kind of get. Well, like one of the bands I'm in is, we don't really play that much in Cardiff, mm. but then we're really popular in Spain and in other. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But like other countries. But the school's like an institution in Cardiff. Like it's so. Like I knew about the school when I was like fourteen or fifteen. Did you? Yeah, oh, like because cool. they were, you're on the Gary Twisted compilation. Oh, I don't know. Were yeah. you in them then? Um, I joined two thousand and nine. I think it was like 2007. I think. Oh, I don't Eight know. or nine. It's just like, school are one of like Cardiff's longest running bands, like, I think. Not as long as no. Wonderbrass. Or, yeah, or, <laughs> or Sue Fairies or like things oh, like yeah. that. But like, kind of as a band that still plays Hub Festival kind of thing. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, because there was... I think the lineup, apart from... I think it's just Liz. Yeah. Was there, actually, it was Ryan in it originally. I don't know. That, this is things I should know. I haven't been in the band for this long. Liz is obviously original. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think possibly. But it's like it feels like every musician you you know from Cardiff has played in the school at one point. Or no, like, well, we're a big band anyway. I mean, yeah. there's eight of us. Yeah, but it's like like it's kind of go. Oh, you you're in school. Oh, you're in school. It's like it's we've had we had a, a high turnover of drummers for it. Yeah, at the time. But like, like Ed that's Tru- traditional. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the <laughs> like case. A lot, a lot of, lot of <laughs> bands. But it's like Ed Truckle used to play keyboards in. Oh yeah. Yeah, in school. Was that was of, before my time. Yeah, exactly. But it's like you kind of go, oh yeah, this person played in school and like. But yeah. he's still like involved. Like he's come on tour. This is yeah. our sound engineer. Yeah, yeah. Many but it's times. like it's it's funny to kind of go, oh, like I didn't even realize Ed Truckle was a musician. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> kind of like every sound engineer has been a musician at one point. Unfortunately, it's kind of like it's one of those things. It's like. Yeah, but I think. Like, considering there's eight of us, yeah. like, we really haven't had that much of a high turnover of people mm. in the last, You've since had a, I've joined. Yeah. Oh, yeah. if you think, like, there's Harry, Liz, me, Kay, Steph, Ryan, um, but, we're... But Ollie has played. Yeah, well, we're, then, we've all been in the band, and that's like... Loads. So Ollie and then, then Kit as well, and then, like, yeah, yeah, it's just the drummer and the guitarist, I guess, which has changed, yeah. but the rest of us has been... 
pretty mm. solid. But the funny thing is, I think I've only seen like the school like once or twice, which yeah. seems like this is what blas- I mean. Like it's like blasphemous for fucking being in Cardiff for so long. We, ha- like, we haven't played in Cardiff yeah. that much. This is what I was saying earlier about like yeah, you don't need go to in be... Spain. Yeah, yeah. You don't, oh yeah, you don't need to be, play in Cardiff to essentially be a big Cardiff band. I yeah. guess like I guess that yeah, that's becoming the case. But it's also kind of frustrating because when you see like bands like Estrons and like these kind of bigger Cardiff bands go on tour and then they don't have a Cardiff date and you're like what's that about like do they not no mm. like they've had they're like big tours recently like they've like this weren't playing Cardiff and it's like oh, it's really odd it's like it's kind of maybe like, they think they've played here too much well it's or... not even that it's like it's the whole when you're when you're with a booking agent they just don't consider Cardiff a lot of the time it's like mm. I think it's it's gotten better but it's still not you know still not great I mean, yeah. What size venues were they playing? Like, um, they played Coke. Oh, no, that was with Honey Blood. I guess that didn't really kind of count as their headline show. But, like, I don't know. But it's like, it's no bigger than Club. Like, they could easily play Club. And it's like, yeah. But it's, well, yeah. then, someone needs an ass kicking for that. <laughs> Do you know, um, with the school, we played, um, we did a tour many, many years ago. And we played in. Either Glasgow or Edinburgh. I think it was Glasgow. Maybe it's Edinburgh. <laughs> 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 One of the two. And the lineup was Django Django opening. Oh my god. Then Allo Darling, then us. And I've got the poster of it yeah. somewhere. And I was like and then I wasn't really like keeping up on who was getting famous and all the bands. Yeah. And all of a sudden I heard Django Django on the radio and I was like Hang on, isn't that that band that supported yeah. this? They opened for us. And it's funny. They're massive now. It's funny, it's like, yeah, when that happens, it's like when you when you see a kind of support band get get bigger than... Yeah, like, uh, band you... good on him. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's ever happened to me, sadly, but... Yeah. yeah. Paul McCartney never supported you. No, and no. got massive. <laughs> oh, God, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I said something about um, Rob and Joel and Junior Bill the other day. I was like, like, the... Mac- Rob's like the McCartney to Joel Lennon or something. Yeah. I was like, that nah, doesn't really work. I said something really... I said something... It's like... I was some really ridiculous shit being done. Like, we were all sat around um, in the campsite and we were talking about, like, these Nazi... Like, the Nazi things happening in America. And it was, like, me and a couple of other guys and, like, we all got these kind of, like... It was, like, me, Rob, Jake Brimble and then, like, this other dude like, got kind of... We all got really similar haircuts and, like, Jake got mm-hmm. a shave head. It's like this kind of like the alt-right haircut kind of thing. And then, but Joel was sat there as well. So I was like, that's all right. It's like four of us who looks like Nazis, but Joel just looks like a massive Jew. <laughs> and, I was like, and I was like, it's fine. It's tongue-in-cheek. It's all right. It's like, a massive Jew. A massive Jew. <laughs> right. was like, but it's also really funny because Joel's like a really like staunch atheist as well. So it was kind of like, it's kind of subject. I don't know. It was like, it was kind of, we just kind of, which religions have uniform hair? I know, I know. But it's like, you know, that's kind of stereotypical. <laughs> but it's like, it's the same thing as like saying that there's a specific haircut for a Nazi. It's like, yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, it's like really. Well, skinhead. Exactly. But it's but... like, not every skinhead's, not everyone who's got shaved heads a Nazi, is it? It's like, no, exactly. that's, that's true. So it's kind of, you can't. Really... Some of the uh, leftiest people I know are baldies. Exactly. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> it's like, it's reclaiming it, isn't it? It's like, that's how, that's what I, that's how I feel about this haircut when people are like, oh, this haircut's like, now it's like considered alt right. I'm like, fuck off. I just like having this hair. It's like. Do you reckon that's because guys can't really like. Um, 
sort of uh, express themselves with clothes as much as as girls because we have lots of well, much more choice. I don't think that's so, yeah, no, that's so guys true. have to use yeah. their hair as well, possibly. But then again, like because what's a what's a female Nazi haircut? There isn't, is there? Was no. Exactly. No. There's not a female like I haven't thought about this before. It's just occurred to me now. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, like guys, you've got the choice of trousers or like a shirt with buttons or without buttons. Yeah. And then <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. And it's like I, I, so you have to use your hair as well. When to I was like really yourself. starting to kind of go, oh, I'm gonna wear whatever the fuck I want. Like after I like left high school and I went to uni and stuff, I was like, oh, I can just like wear whatever right now because I got the choice to do it and I got the money to do it. And I was like. Oh, there isn't that much there for no, me. No. Like, so that's when I started like wearing like the most ridiculous clothes I could find. And I look back on when I was like 89 and go, oh god, <laughs> like, it's really like cringe with really, this. Like, oh, you're I right. Look, I look horrendous when I was younger. But it's yeah, we, we all do. But it's like, <laughs> but it's like, yeah, you're right. Like, I walk into shops that have got like men's and women's departments, and the women's department is like nine tenths of the shop, and then you got the yeah. tenth that's the men men's department. It's always shit, and it's like it's really yeah, it's depressing, and it's like. I think I'd be a really stylish bloke, though, if I could be a bloke. I've just always thought that. Yeah, I, <laughs> and it, it just winds Why me up. Why am I not a stylish woman? It, like, I, I think, I feel like it would wind me up. It does wind me up when I see guys who just dress terribly, but then I'm like, it's really hard to dress well as a guy, like, unless you... Is it? It looks look. easier, because... Well, no, no, but, like, to dress well... To dress, you like, mean more expensive or easier? Not even. No, it's just harder to find good clothes as a Is guy. It? I think, and he's just like a lot of the clothes guys wear now are just shit anyway. But it's like, yeah, you're. It's just. I think women have more choice. Like, yeah, yeah it's okay. one of the very. It's one of the very. I know, but it's like it's one of the very few things that. Yeah, we've got one privilege. You've got, you've got one privilege. Ooh. Is that your? But is it your, a privilege really? Because I've got so many clothes, and I can never decide what to wear, and well, it all looks shite. I've got, I've got, I amassed quite a lot of clothes as a student that I still have all those clothes and I started, I've had to chuck stuff out. It's like, if you put the effort in, but then like. But there's more pressure as well. Like, I, I, I know, I mean, not all guys, but I know a lot of guys who literally don't care what they wear when mm, they go yeah. out. They'll just wear anything. Whereas I'm like, oh my God, I've got nothing to wear. And yeah. This doesn't go with this. And this doesn't, and I, well, yeah, oh but, my God, I wore this last weekend and I can't Yeah, but guys weekend. don't care about that. Whereas I, like, I do. Like, I'm not I, saying guys don't, because I'm sure some do. Yeah, but some do, most but it's like, I know don't. a lot, yeah, it's like, that's what I mean when I go out and see guys and they're wearing stuff that doesn't, they don't go together and you're like, no, like, obviously don't wear that with that. But like, a lot of guys don't, don't have I'm that like, sense. Yeah, go. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, yeah, and then like, you don't have to have as many clothes as like Rob must wear like the same six shirts on a cycle for like weeks and on end. Yeah, like, I get jealous of that. I, I, See, I, I can't I wear that... t shirts because I have um, large breasticles. <laughs> <laughs> and um, <laughs> but I always sort of make every. So when I wear like a person's face on my t shirt, yeah. I make them look like the elephant man. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I think it's um, do you know Simon Love from the Loves? Yeah. Simon Love and the Romantics. Yeah. I remember wearing one of his t-shirts, and he just said something like, "Yeah, tit rack in it. You can't see what it says." <laughs> I'm sure tit rack is probably some pornographic activity that. Like, oh, I can't wear t-shirts like tit rack in them. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like because I wear I like wearing um, 
you know, uh, my name is Ian's T-shirt yeah. in the best case scenario. That is such a wicked T-shirt, but everyone looks at it and they can't read it. <laughs> like, my boobs are swallowing afterwards. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, That's I, what I'm envious of. <laughs> I, I get that issue with, um, with shirts that, like, on my arms, because you've got, unless you're a hench, it's like, some like, <laughs> shirts just look shit on you, and it's like, I much prefer wearing, if you wear a small... And then it kind of fits better, but then it's kind of I'm quite tall, so it kind of stretches out. And then I just I feel much first leader shirts now because you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, yeah, it's privilege in it. It's like I shouldn't have to complain about things like this. I love that we're talking about everything except music as well. It's fine. It's like talking for almost an hour, and even you asked you a question. I know. Here we go. Yeah, that's that's good. Uh, Right. If I do, should I do a question? Should I do a question? Yeah, so, um, I'm not sure if I'm going to have a tidy answer. Let's yeah, go. That's all right. So first question I always ask is, uh, what's the, what's your first musical memory or the first oh, thing yeah. you remember relating to music? Oh, loads. So apparently I used to sing instead of talk when I was a child. <laughs> and I think I still do that now. <laughs> Turn lots of things into a musical. I don't know. So I remember like, going around car boot sales with my dad and I was really little and him buying me like keyboards and recorders and stuff and making up songs when I was a really little child and I remember I had a song I thought I was really naughty because I wrote this song in reception and my teacher was like go and sing that to the headmaster and I thought that was naughty because (laughs) you get sent to the headmaster and you're naughty don't you but it wasn't. It was because she was shocked that a four-year-old had written a song on a piano. And I remember being in his office, being really, like, scared, going, Who's the song? <laughs> and played it to him and him just going, Oh, my God, wow. You, made, you made that up. Wow. And cool. I um, won the Ice Stead Fud by play, playing something on his stylophone or glockenspiel. I can't remember. Mm. Not the National Estedford, the Estedford of my school. (laughs) I know, no, no, I I know, I get that. I think some people like in, I don't know, that's, that's, it's funny because like that, nobody's brought that up. Or maybe, maybe someone has, I kind of vaguely remember someone talking about like the Estedford in school. But that was the thing, it was like, like St. David's Day. Yeah, it was was massive. Every single school you went to, like, it was was the same, it was like up, it was like, yeah, it's essentially a talent contest, wasn't it? But it was supposed to be like geared towards. Did you go to a Welsh language school? Nope. Ah. But I speak Welsh. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's like I. I, I learned it as a as a grown up. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's. Oh man, I'm so so kind of like in awe of people who can do that. Like, cause it's like, did you learn any? Did you know any other languages growing up? Like. No. Well, I'm half Italian, half Maltese, yeah. but we. Although the older folk in my family used to speak it, yeah. they didn't speak it around us so much, but. They did, actually, and I picked up a lot so I can understand it because they were used to bang on about us when they didn't want us yeah. to know what they were talking yeah. about. But I, So I can understand all like uh, most Italian when there's people speaking around me. But no, Welsh, I just remember loving it in, in primary school and secondary school. Yeah. And I remember having a massive argument with my dad when I was about six going... Daddy, I've been learning Welsh. Can you take me on holiday to Wales? <laughs> <laughs> like, this is when I lived in Grangetown. And he was going, we live in Wales. <laughs> going, no, Wales, where they speak Welsh. <laughs> and he was like, 
this is Cardiff, it's the capital of Wales, and just having a massive like tantrum going, I want to go to Wales. <laughs> that, yeah, but we actually went up to North Wales then, I remember, because um, my dad used to, well, he still does, he's a motorbike dealer. Mm. We went to pick up a motorbike and he took me with him to North Wales, like Bangor or somewhere. And I remember the children all speaking Welsh and me just being like, oh, we're in Wales. <laughs> That's such a that's such, but that's like that's 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 so that doesn't surprise me. That's not a thing that's like oh you like oh a kid like that makes total sense because when you live in Cardiff you don't necessarily feel like you're in Wales a lot of no, the time. Maybe you do now, but this was yeah. in the this was in the late eighties, early nineties. Mm. So I, I when Welsh wasn't, I don't know, like I don't know. Thatcher, she yeah, was around. Yeah, yeah, John that's Major. true. It was kind of a bit, of, bit of a shameful thing to be Welsh, and but I guess, yeah. yeah. But then I did like GCSE Welsh and stuff. I was actually bribed by my mother to do. I didn't want to do it. I wanted to do Spanish, no French, sorry, and German. And my mother bribed me to do GCSE Welsh by buying me a sweater shop jumper. Um, Manic Street Preachers album, yeah. Green Day album. <laughs> which which Manic album? Oh, which one was it? If you tolerate this, I think uh, it right. was because I would, I was already into them from the Holy Bible and really? all that stuff. Yeah. yeah, and I was mega into like Stereophonics and Catatonia. I was the right age for all of that. I wish I had been into the Holy Bible when I was fourteen, fifteen. I think that would have changed my life a little bit, like earlier than like. Yeah, because that like the, awesome. that and the Down and Spiral by Nine Nails they came out the same year. Yeah, like what year was it? Ninety four. Ninety four. Okay, what was I? Ten. Yeah. Yeah. Because I had a friend in school in primary school, and her older brother was like three or four years older than us, and all of the other kids in our class were into take that. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but me and her, we were like. Let's make a club called the I Hate Take That Club. And we used to steal... <laughs> we had membership uh, cards and everything. And we used to steal... Not steal, but borrow her brother's tapes. And I remember we had Green Day and Nirvana. Mm. Oh, we loved Nirvana and Smashing Pumpkins and stuff. So we were like the alternative kids. Yeah, yeah, Nine Inch Nails. And yeah, I remember being... Cold Chamber, I loved Cold Chamber. <laughs> when I was 10, that was when I heard uh, Morning View by Incubus. And I was like, that, oh, yeah. that like changed my life. I was like, there's something oh, different to just pop well music. Yeah, yeah, like, I know I listen to them now. I'm like, mm, yeah, it's kind of... <laughs> I don't know, I'm still I into Incubus. So it was like, yeah, it's kind of, but it's, yeah. Well, I used to knock around at the castle grounds. Castle grounds? <laughs> yeah, well... It's Butte Park, but, now, oh, right, but yeah. we all called it the yeah, Castle yeah. Grounds, you know, where the stones are. And we all used to get really, really drunk all all day and just listen to... How did we listen to music? I'm just thinking. We must have had tape players. And we used to go back like to people's houses. Yeah, I, think, I don't know. No, I don't think we did. I think we just used to talk about music oh, a load right. and then go back to each other's houses and listen to it. And, um, yeah, drink loads of White Lightning. I remember I was 13 really drunk listening to like cold chamber and, mm. and uh yeah. slipknot i had a slipknot. corn one of those black corn hoodies you know that was that yeah that was that was when you yeah. you know you made it i was so cool yeah like oh god <laughs> no it's it's fine it's like a, it's like a formative experience that kind of stuff it's like well this was a like cardiff in the 
90s. Yeah, yeah. but it, it carried on because, like, yeah, yeah, when I was like that as and well. We used to go like, to the Angel across the road. Did you used to go there? Was that no. still going when you were? No. So, like, across the road, there was there was the horse and groom on Womanby Street. And is this before your time as yeah. well? Oh, I know, the I, horse and groom I was so really, bloody it's good. It's weird. It's like hearing all this kind of stuff. I'm just like, just don't know. It's like, yeah. Okay, right. Yeah. Oh, those were good what's, days. What was horse, what's horse and groom now? I think it, so, I think it's like between where the, where like fuel is and the fashion quarter thing. Oh. Was it there? Or might, maybe it wasn't Oh, you feel like getting knocked out then? No. Yeah. I th- or maybe it's fuel or maybe someone can oh, correct right. us. But it was, it was quite an old pub. Mm. I remember everyone, like we used to go there, all of us who thought we were cool and alternative and it was just full of us lot. It was brilliant. It was such a good good vibe, and so was the angel, like the cellar underneath the angel. Oh. We used to all go there to the cellar bar, and that was rough as <laughs> <laughs> with a slot. <laughs> I sound really excited now talking about all that. Yeah, I mean, well, there's definitely I... a lot of underage drinking going on. Yeah, definitely. and metros. How could I forget metros? Metros, yeah. Used to go there three times I, a week. I didn't. Get, yeah, I didn't get into metros because it was like something my sister did. So I was like, ah, oh, it's not cool. Like, it's like. It's, it feels weird saying that because, like, my sister really influenced, like, my, me getting How old to music. your sister? She's five years older than me, so she's, like, 30, 30? 31, is it? 31 in a couple oh, weeks. Okay. So. so, like... Um, so I'm 33. Yeah. Yeah, Metro's was great. <laughs> yeah, I've only was got, it? I've only gotten into Metro's, like, recently, which is kind of bad, but... Um, I don't think I've been to Metro's since the smoking ban. Yeah, don't. That was the problem with metros. It's like once you go in there, you like smell it. It's like it's like we used to go to Barfly and like um, for this thing called Teen Spirit, and um, yeah. So I used to go there before the smoking ban, and like you go home and your your clothes would stink of cigarettes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But then they brought in the smoking ban, and you go to, to Barfly and you'd smell it, and you like you can just smell fart. Oh yeah. god! It's like if you walk down. St. Mary Street, at, at a certain point, you can smell mattress from the other side of the road. Yeah. That's how strong it smells. Yeah, it's like you have to be really drunk. But also back then, like, there was the toucan. Yeah. But not the last toucan, like, a couple of toucans before that. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's and like, there was somewhere, yeah. I swear it was called, like, CF1s or something. It was, like, an alternative rock place, which was really fun. But the toucan was, like, was it like three levels or something weird? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. No, but I mean before that. Yeah. So that was the last toucan. Yeah. There was like, oh, there's been so many toucans, but there, yeah. But there was also, I remember Club used to put on all dayers. So when I was 13 or 14, they'd put on these like Scar all dayers. And Scar was massive back then. We used to go up to TJ's as well to watch all these bands. I think that was like some of my first gigs I went to. And I remember being like having my mind blown because before that I'd been to like, arena gigs and yeah. like the manics and stuff yeah, yeah. and like bands were like this huge thing in the distance away that were inaccessible but then going to places like club and tj's and being able to pretty much touch like the mad caddies yeah. and say ferris and king pro and all these and i was like how are they so close to us yeah. this is amazing. Oh, my, my favorite gig. thing about going to gigs that small was they'd be walking around yeah before yeah. the gig Blew you'd be my like mind. but what like but you, have what? Famous. but you surely should be like backstage or something yeah. and then finding out that like the backstage of barfly what there wasn't really yeah, a backstage <laughs> 
yeah, it's kind of like yeah, you're not you're not supposed to be like among us malls and now yeah. like and now I've gone to that the point where I'm like hanging out backstage and meeting you know bands that I look up to and kind of be like yeah. I remember in club when I was again like 14 yeah. this band invited me into the green room bit and got me quite drunk and um <laughs> it was really bad actually I was yeah. plainly a child and then him trying to get me to go back to his hotel with him oh, and saying like come back it'll be really fun but I I was savvy enough to yeah, well know what that meant. Well, <laughs> I think I'd read about it in Smash Hits, actually. <laughs> oh, God. Sometimes bands do that to girls. Yeah, God, that's... Yeah, it's kind of... It's worrying that that... You know, like you, you'd hope kids would be aware of that's a, that's a thing that happens. Yeah. Yeah, cool. yeah. Yeah, but, like, you know, it's again, with my privilege, it's like, I, I would never have, like, think of that as a problem, like... I'd never be aware of that being a thing until like I became a teenager and realized like I think it was like I remember I remember this guy putting on a show at Barfly and just blatantly like put on an, an underage show to try and get with underage girls. Really? Which is really gross. Uh, it doesn't like, surprise me. But yeah, no, it doesn't surprise me. It's like you just it, people like you know, if hopefully now, you know, touch wood that promote like venue promoters would see that coming a mile off, but back I don't know, like I don't know, because like, well, you t- that was like really obvious. That's what he's doing. I guess. Yeah, but it's really unsafe, that, like just to go to the gigs quite a lot. Like, there's there's this um, campaign. I can't remember what it's called. Women safety at gigs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you but mean. But yeah. something that happened to me in Liverpool a few years ago. Um, I went to watch this brass band, a very famous brass band who've played at the tram sheds and club and keep coming to Cardiff and it makes me flipping sick every time they come. And I know exactly who you mean as well. Yeah, yeah, I went to watch them in Liverpool um, and then went to get, they said there was free posters at the merch table so I went to get a poster and um, he was like, oh baby, what are you doing to me? And I was like, what? I just, I just have a poster. <laughs> Have you got a boyfriend? Like, that's none of your business. Can I have a poster? And this conversation was going yeah. on. Come back with me. No, no, no. And then he shoved his hand under the table, up my skirt, and actually grabbed my lady parts, put his fingers somewhere. <laughs> Horrible. And I'm laughing now, but it's not funny. But no. Like, that. And he just thought nothing of that, obviously. And that's the culture. Like, that's an okay thing for people to do i i hit the roof i got really annoyed and upset and i and i post about it sometimes yeah but (laughs) But like things like that like people just think that's an okay thing to do no it's gross it's like yep i i can't i can't i can't stand it at the moment it's just like i i did a post about a while ago because like that whole thing that came out about fucking i've forgotten their name which is a good thing but like um power bottom i think they were called um, and they kind of got one of the guys and that got exposed for like it wasn't even like you know man on woman thing it was like actually this guy was kind of like preying on men and it's like just goes to show it doesn't just happen to women but obviously like the majority of it does happen to women it's like, and that that thing about cabbage as well it was like oh, yeah, that, that was, was really, really gross bad. it was like and like when they were playing at Focus Wales and that was like a, a hot topic of conversation to kind of you know all these fucking just like uh, white men just like stroking their chins going oh yeah I'm not in much it's like fucking uh, trial by media and I'm like well no it's just gross like yeah it's just really gross that that's even a thing that we have to 
debate is just kind of like but people are ashamed to talk about it when it happens to them as well and just, yeah like this is something like because i did that play recently about um uh violence against women and one of the big things that i took away from performing in that was yeah why on earth are we all embarrassed to to talk about the things that happen to us because we're not we're not the victim well we're the victim it's, but, it's you know, shame it's, isn't it it's yeah like... but why should we have shame just because some Nobed can't keep his hands to because himself because it's, it's not our shame, it, it's, it's their vi- shame. It's victim blaming, it's like, yeah, I mean, so this is why now I just tell people about that that guy in that van. I'm a little bit scared that he's gonna get me shot because he's from New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> but, nah, um, they don't give a shit about it, they just like they laugh it off, don't they? It's like, it's oh, kind of yeah, like yeah. that's that's the other thing about it. It's like, you know, you you threaten someone's physical violence and like, and like you kind of try and keep it hidden or something like that or you steal something you try and keep it hidden a lot of men just like if they do something to a woman they're like they see it as kind of like a badge Bunts. of honor yeah and it's like it's, that's that's what's really gross about it it's like they just don't they don't even see it as they're doing something wrong which is like really disgusting and then that kind of attitude then fills through to a lot of women who aren't aware that they, so they see that they're they think they uh they've what what they've done or what they're wearing or what they say hasn't has you know yeah. made that okay that's actually a line in the show was like when we're sexually assaulted people ask whether we've been drinking people ask what we've been wear what we were wearing and we're yeah it's like it's just ridiculous it's like it's, like, it? it's the same it's just the same, yeah, same concept it's like yeah it's like oh <laughs> what why why did you leave your door unlocked obviously you're gonna get burgled like that's the it's the same concept as yeah. that it's like just because it's not even i don't know it's not even that it's just like just because you can and there was do that something. judge in america why why didn't you just close your legs it's just like it's such it's such a kind of skewed at, attitude towards you know like Oh, it's just like, oh, it just makes me really, really angry, and it's kind of like, it's unfortunate that I'm like, I feel like I'm in a, I often feel like I'm in a really guilty position as like a white male. It's like shame on you. It's like yeah, it's like <laughs> this this whole thing. I uh, after um, this thing happened in in uh, Charlottesville. Is it called Charlottesville? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like Lord posted this thing on Twitter that got like loads of backlash. It's like I'm really sorry. I re- really apologise for white people. Like this is all our fault. And loads of people like it's not nothing to do with white people. It's like it's, you can't lump in all white people together. It's like well, that doesn't excuse. This. No, it's not. It's white guilt, isn't it? It's like mm. you kind of just because you're not a part of it, you're aware that you're you know, you should speak out against it. I don't know, it's kind of like... and Yeah, well, I was listening to uh, the Guilty Feminist podcast last night and they were saying about how, about privilege, male privilege, it's really interesting, Saying and she likened it to water. So, like, she said, if um, you've always lived somewhere with running water, then you're not going to understand what it's like to not mm. live like that. So if you've all... So, yeah, if you've always been white, then you're not going to understand what it's like to not have the privilege. Yeah, unless you kind of educate yourself about it. You can never put... The thing is about being white or male or, like, middle class or you can never 
truly put yourself in a position where you understand what that's like yeah it's like fucking it's like common people by pulp like they never understand what it feels to live a life with no menial control yeah or like and it's like guys saying oh why don't you just be more confident why don't you just do this it's like well because i've tried doing that and you just get beaten down every yeah day. it's like, like why don't you why don't you just email everyone because i've done that it doesn't and work. And they like, oh, you're a woman. Oh, you can't play on this stage because there's already, we've already got a couple of women on the lineup. Yeah. It's like, what's that got to do with it? That's, that's actually been said to me. That's such before. bullshit, isn't it? It's yeah. like, and, you know, I, I only, I feel a little bit of it because of my age. Like, especially in the past year, pe- people think because I'm, you know, I don't even consider myself to be that young, but. You know, I'm 25, and I don't. Oh, you're myself. so young, Ed. But yeah, yeah. I know, but that's the thing. But like, <laughs> I've been, I've been in the music industry. I'm doing inverted quotes here since I was 14. Yeah. So like, I've had, I've had 11 years of experience in the music. I was cynical when I was 14. Like, imagine how cynical I am now. <laughs> and it's like people think because I'm 25, I've got no fucking clue what I'm doing. And like half the time, I know what I'm doing better than people like you know 10 years older than me mm. and, and i'm not saying that from an arrogant point of view i'm saying that as literally that's been my experience like people turn to me for advice and i'm 10 years younger than them and it's really weird age doesn't matter it doesn't matter and <laughs> it's 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 not it's not to do with age it's to do with experience like i definitely yeah. don't think like you can jump straight into it going you can't you have to learn how to be and but it's it's the same thing as like age age doesn't matter as long as you've got experience like and then it's this it's the same thing about you know your race or your gender or your sexuality or something it's like that shouldn't be an impedance or and it also shouldn't be like an advantage sometimes like mm. but at the same time it can I, I don't know like well it is yeah yeah it can be an advantage but it's like i i am i am more interested in hearing from people who aren't white men <laughs> I'm like I'm so up for hearing more music from people who aren't white men. Like, yeah, I'm not a white man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like I don't even know if I'm a white woman. Am I? I don't know. Mediterranean. <laughs> but it's like it's it feels. You know, we we were having a conversation in the in the moon when I saw you there, and it was like you were saying that someone had said to you that you can't play reggae music because you're a white woman. It's yeah, like, yeah. Um, I, I don't know how serious that was. But yeah, that's what I was. I know, but but you think. I know, I know you don't know yeah. how serious that was, but you Cultural know there. But there are people out there who feel like that. Yeah. You know there is. I know. Like, yeah, we were talking about this because obviously I'm half Italian and, and that, and I just thought, okay, so does that mean I'm only allowed to play accordion? Yeah. In in, in restaurants. But it's it's like there's there's a line that's like you know, you, especially when you it comes to like white white people and reggae music. It's like, yeah, there's a there's a point to where you know. UB40 and the specials and stuff like that and you can kind of incorporate yeah. pe- people into it. Well, but, when, it but when you turn around and start speaking in uh, Patwa and, you, and you're a white person that's when it gets a little bit kind of like <laughs> no like don't do that because like although you say that I was in a reggae band for many years and our drummer <laughs> who was Jamaican used to insist that we all spoke Patois in his house. Just, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, you can't play reggae unless you... And we'd, I'd be like, uh, does does he want a cup of tea? Pardon? And I'd have to go, oh, do him want him tea? <laughs> <laughs> oh. and, and I was like, I'm not saying skia, I'm saying scar, because this is my accent. Yeah, and, it's... and he used to make fun of me saying boy instead of boy and 
Pacquiao. But isn't the... I wasn't making fun of it. <laughs> I was just It's being... not, but isn't the whole point of Patois is that that's, that was English that they learnt from... I don't know a lot about it, to uh, be honest, so I'm not going to uh, say what it is. I'm not... Okay, yeah, I'm going to preface this. I'm going to put this disclaimer on it by saying this is what I understand. I don't know if it's correct or not, but I thought Patois was like a derived from slaves learning English from slave masters. And yeah, the idea possibly. of a white person yeah, that is a bit uncomfortable, singing or speaking patois is really wrong. Yeah. And, you know, talking of cultural appropriation, I was at Boomtown this weekend. The amount of fucking cultural appropriation I saw at Boomtown was horrendous. This whole argument sits really uneasy with me, and I know, like, people <laughs> and, Yeah, but it's me, like, but... definitely, I think, I think people kind of go, oh, there's nothing wrong with it. But there is a there's a line when you yeah you know. well there's like like sensible lines isn't there like uh, you know Al Johnson and all that's that's terrible but then there's like people say about um, uh, Paul Simon and Graceland like that is a fantastic like example of how you can positively use cultural appropriation I think because well yeah he's not from Af- South Africa is yeah. he but then he completely involved all of the musicians whose music he was using and raised awareness of that whole genre Definitely. of music and credited them. Well, that, and that, that's why sure I, I, I found well. that kind of, that idea of, you know, you can't do reggae music if you're white. That's like, if that was the case, we'd all be fucking But I think, was it Billy Brown who said lutes. music belongs to either everyone or no one? Mm. But it's you know there's there's a there's a line between kind of like you wouldn't expect. I don't think it's it's appropriate to kind of pretend you're Rastafarian and you're a Rastafarian if you're a white dude who has has no idea what that means. But then like some people feel like white people shouldn't have dreadlocks, and it's like that's that's a really kind of grey area because a lot mm-hmm. of people who I feel like are quite culturally aware have dreadlocks and they're white and it's kind of like yeah i've had dreadlocks like my hair like i've had purposeful dreadlocks when i was much younger mm. but also i've had accidental dreadlocks just because i'm messy as fuck yeah it's <laughs> it's, just... it's a natural thing if as long as you're not i don't know but it's like it apparently it makes people uncomfortable yeah i don't know i don't really want to talk about it <laughs> too much but, but yeah cultural appropriation in terms of music though that that worries me because i i just think there's so much like i think it makes us all a lot wealthier culturally yeah to just, definitely because to, you you wouldn't have rock and roll if it wasn't yeah. for unfortunately if it wasn't for and white inca, people so my band yeah. inca steel styles yeah. from so many different exactly. places and junior like, bill like is a band that literally like I think you know, yeah, White they, reggae. They, yeah, exactly. But they, they Cardiff UB40. <laughs> oh, don't. Uh, I but didn't it's mean like, that. Uh, but it's like, um, you know, apart from like the rock and roll stuff, they but even rock and roll's not even like a white. Like the only thing they do that's kind of really purely white is the skiffle music, and it's like, yeah. But it, you know, you can't it's appropriating it's, his dad. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's yeah, you're right. It is really it's uncomfortable to talk to talk about, but it's like. But I remember watching... I think we're just really early on in the argument of cultural appropriation at the moment. Like, and so... It's a I'd, lot of people I'd are becoming rather, aware of it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I'd rather, like, get my opinions locked down a bit more before I debate Fair it enough. a lot more. Yeah, and I, you know, it's like... 
I feel one way and then some, someone tells me another thing. It's often yeah. my sister is like, goes, oh, you, do you realise this is offensive? And I'm like, oh, I hadn't thought of it like that. Yeah. And then sometimes I don't, I don't agree with it. And I'm like, I don't yeah. know how I feel like about Like I like wearing bindis and stuff at festivals and being told off for that. But then my next door neighbour is a Hindu and they put, they literally put bindis on me all the time. <laughs> like yeah. I'm sat in my garden and he leans over the walls and puts bindis on me and things. And I'm like, uh, yeah. oh, am I allowed to now? Am I not allowed? But it's, I don't know. But it's, 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 but then he, with another thing, it's kind of, I saw a lot of Boomtown with people wearing Native American headdresses. Yeah, and that's a lot. I do don't with... like that for another reason because it's uh, I'm vegan and yeah, I don't like the fact that all these poor ge- geese and swans and things are having their feathers ripped out of each other so look... just to put them on your head. And then you know because that's horrendous. The white white oppression of Native Americans is pretty disgusting as well. And yeah, then appropriating that is kind of like oh, it's like yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's the whole topic of conversation is kind of not even. Really good. I haven't even asked you one question as well. It's like, as we were, just because we were talking about so many other different things. Like, I didn't end up talking about it. And like, I think I was so busy at the time. I don't know when. When were you doing it? It was kind of like, um, till the end of April. Yeah. Yeah, there was like twenty-seven dates in total. There was one. I think between January and February, it was the the entire like four weeks continuous yeah. run and then we did one-offs in like yeah. March and April in chapter and, and yeah. yeah yeah I think that a was run of five like, in April that was around the same time as the the music award stuff so I was kind of like yeah yeah really kind of locked into that but I saw it and I was like oh god that's so that's such a cool kind of concept and like well hopefully we'll do it again in yeah that'll be cool next year like yeah and kind of it's such it's something like sort of thing you'd kind of expect to see the fringe festival like yeah well that, that was the plan but it was um left a bit late to organize that mm. so yeah kind of, but i guess that could you know i played at the fringe last year with word salad that was so much fun it's one of those things now that i'm year. like because i really like i really i did i did focus this year first time and um i really really enjoyed that just because you get because you kind of you'd have to worry about driving anywhere or like that's one festival i've never been to focus yeah it's kind of like it's a bit like soon except everything goes on much later yeah <laughs> that's like, cool yeah and, and it's cheaper as well because it's like oh, it's cool. not in cardiff it's in north wales the names always put me off going focus it's like yeah i don't know well, it's, it's supposed to be more like a music conference but it's like yeah but yeah. i know but it's the only thing about it is the venues aren't that great but then again i don't know I'd still like to play. Book yeah, me. no, it's it's good. It was, but it was, yeah. I mean, you can you can apply to play now, but it's like, um, oh, yeah, it's it's one of those that? things. It's just it's kind of like quite a long way to get there. But I went for a couple of days, and it was I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, everyone who goes comes back raving about it. So I yeah, I but I, I reckon it's not something you could have anywhere. Yeah, it's not like a kind of truly individual thing. It's kind of you could just put that in a, in any city. The only thing about it is kind of a bit sad. Is like Wrexham's like a really, really poor town. Um, it's a lot of homelessness, a lot of kind of poverty there. To kind of have all these people come up from Cardiff and to be like, do these kind of events seems a bit. I know we're going back onto the path of kind of privilege and stuff mm-hmm. again, but it's that was the only thing that kind of really was like, oh, it's a bit of a sh- like a bit sad that like kind of having we're all having so much fun in this place where people are coming in but yeah, yeah. there it was actually a massive eye-opener going on this tour because 
we went all around Wales and we played it. Um, we purposefully wanted to go to towns where they don't have things happening. So mm. places like Rill and Newtown and Welshpool and like we went everywhere, like the list of dates. <laughs> It's crazy. Yeah. And everyone was astonished. Like, were you doing a Welsh tour? No one does a Welsh tour. And, uh, yeah, it was difficult because it was difficult to find an audience in some of the places because they just weren't used to it. It was mm. like, what is... what is, And do you know what we were doing? We were going around with a, a loudspeaker on the top of a car. Yeah. I was leaning out the window with a thing going, come and watch our show. And, and I think that might have been a bit too much for some of these places. <laughs> but, yeah, it was we had good response from the people who came and some of the other places were just like... Go back to Cardiff. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, some woman did say that to me. She said, we don't have any of this stuff up here. Go back to Cardiff. Like, oh, okay. okay. Yeah, (laughs) it's it's funny because I think, I don't think we understand how Cardiff, how quite liberal Cardiff is. I didn't realise how different Cardiff is to the rest of Wales. Even though I lived in West Wales for five years, in Lampeter, which is quite a Mm. hippie sort of town, student town. Yeah, and it's a student town, so it's quite international. I say quite international, <laughs> there's a thousand students, yeah. yeah. Uh, but then going to some of these places, one of my friends who was with me felt really out of place because he's blatantly not British and has yeah. a non-British accent. I think felt quite an, sort of out of place and a bit uh, like people were being a bit nasty to him in some of these towns. Yeah. Which, yeah, maybe they were, but uh, that really shocked me. And also, like, being a vegan, I remember being in real and saying to a woman, yeah. <laughs> could I have, have you got anything vegan? And she's her saying, oh, you're the first person we've had in who's got that. <laughs> <laughs> who's got that? <laughs> like, like it's some affliction. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, okay. God. Just different ways. Yeah. And it's, it's Different people are exposed we, to different things, aren't they? Exactly, so. and it's like, we, you know, you look at Brexit, I fucking hate that term, but like, you kind of go, oh, how the, how the hell does that happen? And you go to these places, and you go like, oh, I get it now, yeah. like because he's because it's not like it is in Cardiff or Bristol or like yeah, know, certain parts of London. Like it's kind of you. Don't... I don't want to be like because I'm really aware what I've said at the beginning about Bristol about being like, uh, kind of shit because you're also backwards. I don't want to be like that about the rest of Wales. No, just exactly like, <laughs> because, because I'm from Cardiff. Because you know, just because you run into people that. You know, it's like even in in Merthyr, which is like I really like Merthyr. Yeah, I, we played there. I, I I mean, yeah, it's like, but a lot of the times when I've been to Merthyr, I felt like people being hostile towards me because I feel I look a little bit different to people who live in Merthyr. Maybe do you? I don't know. You look well British. I know. What I know. I, look, I know. I look well I'm British. Brown but, man. <laughs> I know, okay, fine. But I know. I know. Obviously, yeah. Obviously, it's worse for like. <laughs> I know. Sorry. Yeah. No, that's I'm really shit. So, I know, but it's like. But I still, maybe it's just my paranoia, but like... No, I did notice it. We had um, some, because Emma from Islet is also in the show as well, and we're both similar colouring. Yeah. And someone came up to us and said, oh, it's great to see strong Asian women play. (laughs) (laughs) And then that became like, we sort of... Oh, God. That was an in-joke for us. Yeah. Strong Asian women. What? It was well-meaning. <laughs> yeah, it's like, lovely, but like, what? no, not quite. Like, I mean, yeah. But we did stick out like a sore thumb in some of these little rural towns, like the Turkish theatre company. But like, why shouldn't we? We, have, we, should, it, why shouldn't it's, we it's, it's so strange that it's like, yeah, it's kind of like, you know, like even when we show, played shows in like Pontypridd and stuff, like Junior Bill, like we feel out of place. And that's weird. Like, 
but it, again like nowhere near as out of place as you must feel or like you <laughs> must feel like going, going to these places it's kind of like I don't know I try not to think about it and just take up space I take up space good good with my bum <laughs> <laughs> sounds like I just fart everywhere <laughs> clear the room <laughs> It's it's good. It's like it's, it's a good thing to, it's a good thing to be disruptive and kind of like yeah if you, if cause got, quite a scene in Aberystwyth actually. If you've got the kind of power to do that, then great, fantastic. What yeah. did you do in Aberystwyth? <laughs> oh, so we performed. It was the first day of the Six Nations. There was two matches, I think, and we performed our feminist protest play, Artivism, in a sports bar, and the oh, the manager. Didn't want to like clear his customers away. Obviously, that would be make no sense business wise for him. So we were basically performing our play in a cordoned off part of the bar. It wasn't cordoned off. It was like half the room was for the yeah. rugby fans, half the room was for us. And we had like a lovely audience who were watching and Attentive, well into yeah. it. And then there was loads of rugby people swearing at us, like with their fingers and shouting, heckling. But it felt, you know what? I was one of my favourite shows of the <laughs> entire time because it felt so powerful. Yeah, really did. Because um, some some of the people like at the end they became came really on board and because in the show we're telling stories which are real stories of women who've been victims of sexual assault and things like that. And we did have backlash from some women going how can you talk about that on stage and and we had notes passed to us but then we had guys as well who were really shocked by it and shouting stuff then suddenly shut up and listen yeah and it felt like these were the people who need to hear all this because i'm not accusing them of saying they're rapists or anything but um we wanted to get across to audiences who may not theatre going audience like preaching to the choir type thing we wanted God, to yeah. get people like that who maybe don't realize but the things they do like say in the actions might be misogynistic yeah. and chauvinistic and but that was a really powerful show and actually at the end some of the guys who were the louty rugby yeah. types came up to our guy on the door and paid him and said we watched the show and we felt like we should pay you because it was brilliant and made us think. Yeah. That is so cool. That was such a good reaction. And it was really difficult doing it in that atmosphere with all these people shouting. Imagine. But you know what? I felt like this is, we're making a difference. Because, yeah, because you can, you know, you can go to all these places that will be completely accepting of your play and have no resistance. And then you kind of, you feel like, yeah, you're preaching to the converted. But like, if you go to, if you go to those places and you change people's minds, that's, yeah. The best thing, like, if you change one person's mind on an entire, like, 40-day tour, then it's been worth it, I guess. It's not so much we're changing people's no, it, minds. No, it's, it's, not, like, it's not even changing people's minds, it's making them aware. Yeah, because like saying, look, this is what happens. When you do all these little things, mm. it builds up. And that excuses, like, a little thing excuses a bigger thing, and that excuses an even bigger thing until, in the end, like, yeah. We have a president you, who, uh, yeah. who is fine with... <laughs> Rape culture, it's like, yeah. So we're just trying to like shine a, hold up a mirror. I feel, I look back on, yeah, I feel, I look back on things I did when I was growing up and kind of ashamed of them because I wasn't aware of the effects they have on people. And it's like, you know, even for me as someone who's now quite aware of it, it's, you know, you, you 
kind of feel like, oh shit, I should have been aware of it from a younger age. But yeah. like, there's no education about it. No, there's like, not. there's no fucking like, don't touch girls in this way. Yeah. Don't be, don't say these things. Don't be like that in school. It's none of that shit. More, more so that it's like shame culture against women. Yeah. Like, don't wear your skirt that short. Don't let boys see like it's it's so like victim yeah it's stuff. like kiss chase was allowed in my primary school well, i didn't <laughs> <laughs> which i used to play too <laughs> yeah but it's yeah it's kind but, of like... yeah but yeah and it was always us like we had our headmaster used to say don't wear short sleeve shirts but the boys could but the girls couldn't yeah. and i remember asking him once and he said because your elbows are alluring to the boys like what kind of planet do you live on do you watch elbow porn what's wrong with you <laughs> <laughs> like, like can't, the, can't the, they just not the, look at my elbows the can't they control things, their eyeballs like worse than that is i've heard that people like all girls schools not being allowed to wear like certain things because it would it distract for the teachers no, it's like God. surely like the, the problem children. is not in with with the children it's with the teachers who are attracted to the fucking oh bleh, bleh. it's kind of like yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a massive problem isn't it it's just like it's bad for men as well because it's like the, the kind of masculine identity is so wrapped up in being strong and kind of that's why male suicide is so high it's and like that's why feminism is good for men exactly and like because people now you can cry well you know yeah exactly people you know people even take the word feminism to mean something it's not yeah. because it's got the word it's got the prefix feminine it. yeah. it's like it doesn't mean what you think it means it means equality between men and women it doesn't mean pro-women like I can yeah, be... I remember talking to this guy at a festival recently, drunken around a yeah. fire or something, and just saying, like, wouldn't you love to just, if you fancied knitting, just be able to sit yeah. in a coffee shop and knit something? And he was like, no, I don't like knitting. Like, well, why don't you like knitting? You might like it. Yeah. And then if you like it, you'd just be laughed at. Whereas I could go in and knit in a coffee shop and no one would bat an eyelid. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> or not just that, just like, yeah, like crying or asking for help even, like... Precisely. The amount of guys that I've been friends with who like, oh, you can't ask, you can't ask for help. It's always like boyfriends like, don't oh, ask for directions. Oh no, no, no. I'm just like, well, I'll ask because as a woman, you're allowed to ask for help. You're allowed to show a, a vulnerable side. But no, guys have got to do it all themselves. And like changing tires and stuff like that. Yeah. Like I, I am completely comfortable in my masculinity and femininity in both senses that i will be all right with with someone else helping me and like yeah it needs to be more men need to be like that because otherwise they end up fucking killing themselves which is yeah. like such a horrible problem at the moment it's like and it's people you know the the connection you know you never the problem with men killing themselves is lack of feminism. It's like that's people can't get their heads around that, and yeah. it's like well, maybe not the only issue, but oh, I'll, yeah. yeah, it's not the yeah. only yeah. issue, but it's like well, it's one of the issues. But it, like people kind of yeah, and the shame involved with showing vulnerability, definitely. And also, we go to the doctors all the time as women, yeah, to have smears and yeah, whatever. Whereas guys don't, guys, yeah, because... guys just shrug it off and like yeah, problem for both sides, and I think kind of men feel like with feminism they're getting their rights taken away but in fact they You're might get they're more. gonna get more out of it aren't they it's like and they're kind of yeah, yeah it's kind of ugh. yeah anyway i want more gigs <laughs> yeah i know oh god it's just like i was when that 
God, that whole conversation happened. That's the kind of another thing. It's like oh, we're just going to do an entire podcast about this, aren't we? What's, what's going to end up happening? It's like that that conversation. What is it about me that makes it? No, it's not. It's because I like I like talking to you about it because we're on the same wavelength, mm-hmm. and it's 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 upsetting to me that not a lot of people I know are on the same wavelength as me on it, and it's like like it's just like there's, there's a lack of education. There's lack of education, not just like in schools and stuff. Growing up, it's like. You know, I have to, oh, fucking hell. like, one of the worst things, like, that I find about it is, like, I, once when my daughter was saying to me, oh, boys don't dance. Really? Yeah. It really upset me. She know She knows now that boys dance, because I fucking dance all the time. Like, <laughs> yeah. she gets it she now. She, well, she When she said it, she was, like, she was, like, three and a half, four. Yeah. And, like, and now, yeah, she's, well, she's five now. And she, now she knows that I dance and I sing and I stuff like that. And, like... But do you know what? Like, I went travelling in Brazil when I was younger your mm. age when i was your age <laughs> it was it was when 2009 so i was about 25 26 anyway um yeah so what struck me there it was amazing right i was going out to all the clubs and all of the guys in <laughs> the places i was going to yeah. they were doing these proper full-on dance routines like little girls <laughs> in this country you'd associate with yeah. that. They were all in a circle or all in a row doing all these arm things and leg things and they all knew all the moves to all the songs. And it was like all the songs had this set dance routines. Yeah. And it was blowing my mind. I was like, look at all these guys <laughs> doing this. Bloody hell, this is amazing. And then it was like looking around and leaning against the bar was the women watching them. <laughs> I was like, ah! It's like reverse. Oh, such a role reversal. That's <laughs> I amazing. God. I know. But what was also lush was like loads of the places I went to had partner dancing where, yeah, you know what partner dancing yeah. is. So there was like salsa and, and, and samba, mainly samba in Brazil. Yeah. But I didn't know. There's all these other dancers in Brazil as well. There was like forra and other names I can't remember. Mm. I remember that because I loved it. It was like very full of accordions. I love accordions. <laughs> yeah, the, do you know what? That was so nice watching that happening. And it was like, I guess there's probably like a sleazy thing attached to it of like going up to a girl and you don't know and getting them to dance with. But it was also really respectful. Whereas over here, you go up to girls in clubs and you just grind against them or pinch their ass or like slobber all over them. Like, they want to drink. Like, that's horrible. Whereas over there, it was, like, much more nicer form of courtship. And it was, yeah. like, you could have a dance with someone. There's rules within the dance that means they're not going to grab your ass. They're not going to grab your tits. Yeah. But, again, it's a way of being sort of close to someone you don't know who you might be interested in. At the end of the dance, ta or, yeah, let's have another dance. Mm. don't know. It just seemed like a nice way of I know, and- courtship. In in clubs, so I like preferred that. I, and I wish I wish that was the case. And here. I pulled loads of Brazilian guys. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <sighs> went like a vac. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that was. I I'd love that to be the case here because like I went to dance school for eight years, so I'd be fine. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, so like, oh, it was cool being the British girl. They were. They yeah, like, I can imagine. Oh, it's why like, can't you dance? Because I look like I've got the colouring of a Brazilian girl. And so they were asking me to dance, and then I was like, I don't know what the hell to do. And they were like, Oh, you're from Britain. Yeah. Let me show you the steps. I was like, Okay, Mr. <laughs> Hot Guy from Rio, how do I dance? That's amazing. <laughs> and yeah. I would just be talking about feminism and stuff, and I was saying all this. Oh, dear. That's fine. It's well, surely feminism. I could teach him a thing or two yeah. <laughs> as well. Feminism surely is the concept that that's fine for women to feel yeah. like that as well. It's like I love hearing women talk about men because, like, 
it just makes me feel like I talk about men way too much. Yeah, but it's like hot guy just walked past the window. Did you see? <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> but it's like oh I'm glad that you just know undoing everything. <laughs> no, it's it's not undo- it's not undoing it because it's the same because like women shouldn't be ashamed to feel like that about men and like I enjoy I and I think I think. It actually intimidates some men when women talk like that, and it's like. Do you know what I find that? Yeah. I I mean, I'm and single. I'm not. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna lie. Like it's intimidated me before. Like with, like women being really forward like that. But then again, I'm quite fucking prudish anyway. Is it? Is mm. it like it? Yeah, it works in certain contexts. But it's like, and then when that happens to me, I I suddenly go oh this is what it must feel like to be a woman having these men be really horrible to you like all the time like it's like some men say something sexual out of the blue you're like fucking that's gross oh no i don't do it like yeah but like yeah it's happened to me a couple times where women is like yeah and like it's something commented on you yeah it said something sexual towards me and it's like and like women like have groped me before whilst i've been working as well and it's like i don't know it's it's weird because it's like you go you feel like, oh, I must have done something to incite that. And then you go, oh, shit, like, yeah, now I see it no, from that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like, it's yeah. it's gross because it's like, you know, a lot of a lot of men would turn around and say to me, go, oh, you must have enjoyed that. And it's like, no, like, it's gross. Like, when you don't, when you, it's not consensual, obviously, it's like the worst thing in the world. Yeah. It's like, you don't, oh, ugh. <laughs> but it's, yeah, like, when you're playing on stage and then people comment like instead of going oh you played really well or whatever they're like oh, oh liked, you're really pretty yeah what you're wearing fucking hell i think this is another reason why i always wear silly clothes more yeah because i'm so i don't like being sexy i don't know if i could potentially be sexy anyway <laughs> do you know what i mean like i'm not um i like to look nice i guess yeah but i'm more comfortable looking silly and this is what I do with all of, in most aspects of my life as yeah. well. Um, so it's more like if someone's going to comment on my appearance when I'm on stage, I'd much rather it be like nice costume or yeah. ha ha, that's a really funny hat than ooh, you got nice tits in that dress or whatever. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't know, I've just gone unraveling my psyche. Is that what I do? <laughs> really, I hate my body. It's therapy. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah. It's it's kind of like, yeah. it, it really, it's really not a great thing when a lot of music is wrapped up in appearance for women and then talent for men. Yeah, like, I remember even when I was really young, watching Top of the Pops and things like that and and really feeling, like I noticed, when I was about eight or nine, I noticed that, Men cannot can be pop stars without being good singers. So, okay. So thinking back at the time when like Blur and Oasis and that yeah. came out, I remember at the time thinking they can't sing. They they're not even singing. They're yeah. just like shouting and talking. And then being like, well, why can't I do that? Like why? And then listening to all of the female pop stars and they were all like, yeah. really like proper singing. And then you turn around but, and like, listen to Bikini Kill and you're like, oh wait, no, they can't. It's not as popular. Just yeah. Like, yeah. Well, this is like what I was really. Yeah, into, yeah, I know, yeah, I know, I know, I know. But thinking like, and and also all these pop stars that are girls, like Kylie Minogue. Yeah. <laughs> it was big at the time. They were yeah. all really pretty. Look at Liam Gallagher. Oh, He's fucking gross, yeah. Like he was, yeah. But, like, why, why do girls have to be pretty and guys don't? I even, remember thinking that back then. Even and yeah, like, even now it's true. Like, people always say, I'd mention Adele, is it? Oh, no, because look at Adele. I'm like, what, are you serious? Like, Adele's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> how is she your example of someone who's exactly, not beautiful? Like, you know, how... Like, what? Exactly, I know, it's <laughs> She's like, stunning. It just makes me think, like, 
you know, the, the attitude towards women in, in music is completely different as well because we, we saw MIA on Sunday and, like, we saw the specials the night before. And the camera work, even the camera work is sexist. Like, oh, I, yeah, I notice yeah. it so much more now because, obviously, I, I shoot a lot of video. And, like, with the specials, they're just, like, holding stills, like, on the... On the, uh, on the instruments On the instruments and, yeah, and the guys yeah. playing. But with MIA, legs, crotch, ass, ass like, chest, like, so gross. So mm-hmm. gross. And it's just, like... They were like trying to get shots of because she was like wearing a long shirt and shorts, and they're just trying to, you know. I was just like, I felt, I felt like the motive of all the camera guys was just to see her shorts, and it's like so disgusting. It's like, yeah. it's like I don't, ugh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, she was fucking brilliant though. She was really good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like makes makes me think like, God, like fucking Emma is brilliant. She's like so underappreciated. Like yeah, that was wicked. She's so into it. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Should I say one of the best gigs I've been to over the last ten years was Dawn Penn. Do you know who Dawn Penn is? No. So um she's she sang that song in the nineties. No, no, no. Oh yeah, yeah. You don't love me. Yeah, her. And she's like a middle aged well, probably elderly now, I don't know. An older yeah. um black lady. And my God, was she awesome. Like, she was prancing around on the stage. Attitude. Her band were amazing as well. And she had all these songs that I didn't know existed. She did some covers, but loads of her own stuff. And she was just full of charisma, talking to the audience like she owned the stage. And I just thought I could watch this like five times (laughs) (laughs) over the next two days. That was a boom time, actually, I think, last year or the year before. Mm. What and you know people like and that's someone else who like reminds me of that is like have you like Nina Simone? Oh, I love her. Do, yeah. I don't know if it was you I was talking to or someone else. There's like a documentary on Netflix about Nina Simone, and it's absolutely incredible. And like you know, I just learned all this stuff about Nina Simone that I didn't know because she was a black woman who was completely like cut out of mainstream media because she was yeah. a black woman and she was like being and outspoken she, about rights. And yeah, stuff. exactly. Like, the stuff she said. Yeah. Media. Yeah, she yeah all, all I knew she's... about Nina Simone was um, Feeling Good and that song that's on the fucking yoga advert. <laughs> like, and, and then and then I fucking watched this. Oh, no, no, I knew a little bit more about her afterwards because um, through actually a white man, unfortunately, which Jeff Buckley and like him doing a cover of Strange Fruit and then finding out about Nina Simone through that and like being mm. like, fucking hell, Nina Simone's incredible. Like, and then watch this documentary called What Happened. Do you know much this... about Billie Holiday? No, her story was awful. Like, the stuff she went through and the men who abused her Mm. and things. But, yeah, what a fantastic musician. He's like, they kind of get erased from history because they're not white men. I don't think they've been erased. Well, but not... I think you're just different, interested in a different type of music. I'm not, though. Like, (laughs) I, I, you know, the more non-white men music I listen to, the better, like... Mm. um, I guess, yeah. Ella. But... Oh, I'm big into jazz. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I think I think a lot of that music doesn't get through to the mainstream because of, I don't know. But then again, I, I don't, don't know. know. They are mainstream. It's just not like, it's just not current, is it? No, so I, I think guess. it is mainstream. In, yeah. in the same way that like, you know, Buddy Holly isn't mainstream now because it's not current. But mm. it's still, it's still massively new. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm too 
like everything's wrong at the moment. <laughs> that's just how I'm feeling lately. It's well, like, they're not modern music, so no, I know, I know, but it's I don't know. Maybe I've got different because I hang out with lots of people who listen to jazz and stuff. And yeah, I've always listened to jazz and uh, all the music, so. To me, they're like at the forefront of like I guess, my, my musical knowledge. I guess, and, and I guess to me, it's kind of a bit something I've been getting getting into more lately, rather than you know mm. that it always being there. Something I did a jazz course when I was younger, and the the homework on the first the, the very first uh, lesson was right. Go home, listen to Miles Davis, kind of blue in the bath with <laughs> with bubbles. And I was just like, I am going to like this course. So I did. And it was amazing. It was so much better in the bath. It's amazing anyway. But, oh, my God. What an album. <laughs> so that was part one of the podcast. Uh, make sure you're either subscribed or just click the next SoundCloud thing, whatever you do. And uh, yeah, part two is the next episode kind of thing.